Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Are you ready? Are you ready for the Smackdown Review podcast? Just my name is Phil Chambers and I'm joined by Gareth Morgan on this glorious Saturday to talk all things blue brand in the go-home show for WrestleMania Backlash, um, which was, of course, last night. But before we get into it, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever it is that you happen to get your podcast from, because we do daily wrestling podcasts. We do wrestling podcasts about war, wrestling podcasts about SmackDown, wrestling podcasts about the NXT wrestling podcast about AEW. God say the rent and at wars anymore. <laughs> wrestling podcasts that are roundtable discussions, wrestling podcasts that are round over the weeks, complete with bloody good quizzes, of course, on wrestle culture. But this podcast is a review of SmackDown, which happened last night. Loads more fallout with the Jimmy Uso Roman Reigns situation. We've got some new champions because ain't nobody meaner than Tamina. Um, yeah, a lot going on in the blue brand. An awful lot going on. I and mean, obviously we missed a week last week because life gets in the way. It does, doesn't it, Phil, sometimes? And we're, we're a busy lot. And life finds a way to mess up the bloody podcast. It just does. And yeah, there's there's only us two cracking the old, uh, the old wrestling whip on, on a Saturday. So we had a lot to kind of get covered. So there's obviously all this stuff semi from last week, like obviously just Jimmy Uso coming back and these matches getting set in place. And there's a lot, a lot of that to unpack there. But then this week... Things I quite I quite like the direction we're going in, to be honest, especially with the, the main event. I, I feel like Roman Reigns and anything that he touches just can't go wrong at this point. And this is just another layer that we were we, we were kind of anticipating and we've been waiting for, for for months and months and months. What would happen when Jimmy Uso enters the fray? And we got some more answers this week, but then equally, all may not be well in a in over on the island of relevancy. Indeed, it's one of those things where we've been speculating for ages what what will happen with Jimmy Uso. We had the kind of little teases of it back at like Hell in a Cell last year and things. Um, but we never really knew what direction they were going to go in. And I guess we still don't really know what direction they're going in. And this is a good thing because it keeps you questioning and keeps you wanting more and wanting to tune in. Um, but yeah, the teasing many which ways that this could go, which I kind of like at the, at the minute, where they just kind of plopping in more questions rather than actually answering anything and it keeps it all interesting but the smackdown did obviously start with roman reigns well it didn't start with roman reigns it started with jay uso uh who was out to handle some family business and then he introduced roman reigns um who basically well he started off just by saying well clearly you've got some problems pointing over to jay like one of them being your brother but i'm gonna address cesaro first uh, and he, he respects Cesaro. He says he's a top tier talent. He's one of the best wrestlers in the world. But Roman is so much more than just a wrestler. He, do you really think Fox wants a guy like Cesaro in Roman's place? How many world championship matches has Cesaro had? Zero. How many has Roman Reigns had? 39. Uh, which he was very impressed with himself at that. Uh, but he moves Not the only one. I know, right? <laughs> so he moves on from that and he wants to talk about Jimmy Uso. Uh, but because he says his name in a promo at the beginning of a WWE show, of course Jimmy Uso has to come out. Uh, I, we may as well talk about the t-shirts here that were on display. Roman had his like, Knowledge Me t-shirt on. Jay had a right-hand man t-shirt and then kind of mimicking Jay's right-hand man t-shirt was Jimmy's Nobody's Bitch t-shirt, um, which I guess if... This, like they're just telling this entire storyline just by the t-shirts like if you look a photo a photo of all of these three people you automatically understand every single character in this <laughs> it's been the same with roman reigns as a character though i think you see the proget the progression and the evolution of this character just based on t-shirts alone 
really, because yeah. we had these wreck it, wreck everyone and leave. Then at knowledge we came out. Then we had all the 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 stack of yeah, whatever it was cakes. The, like you just see where he is, and it's going to be great looking back in a few years' time because you even yeah. like okay, he's an acknowledge me. Okay, we're in a hell in a cell. That's fine. Like it's just going to be very easy to reference. But they, like you said, I just I popped big time because they showed the little um. What was it like the, the flashback from last week? And I loved the the differences. Obviously, I had Jay wearing his kind of right hand man thing, and then Jimmy turned up wearing his Uso day one yeah. stuff. I yeah. was like, oh, there's a clash already. There's a story there, but they just took it up another brilliant notch. <laughs> um, and yeah, Jimmy comes out and he's just talking about how like all he can hear his room remains out here, winning his mouth with his brother stood right next to him, like a bitch. Uh, they're loving that word at the minute in WWE and just in wrestling in general. And then he turns to Jay and he's like, like my shirt, hey, I've got one for you in the locker room when you're ready. And then kind of Jay, Jay pipes up and starts arguing about like, don't you know who you're talking to kind of thing. And then uh, Jimmy's saying like Roman Reigns might be part of this family, but he's not all of it. And then Roman Reigns obviously comes in here. Uh, hot as anything because well Jimmy's disrespecting him and you know that's the worst thing that you can do to the tribal chief and he's talking about how uh, he well he, he, like, he mainly wants to backtrack because he heard Jimmy say that he doesn't actually think that Roman can beat him and so Roman's like what you don't think I can beat Cesaro and Jimmy's just pretty much straight up no no I don't think you can uh so Roman's like, what? So you can, right? Like you can do what I do. Like you could be the tribal chief. You can defend the universal title. You can do all this. And Jimmy's like, well, no, probably. But like me and Jay together, we can. Like what if you lost your championship and we won the tag team titles? That'd make us the tribal chiefs. Uh, and Roman Reigns was not happy with any of this. He's like, that is absolutely not who you are. That is not your position in this family. He goes absolutely mental at him. And he's like, you think you can do it? You think you can do what I do? Then do it. Like, beat Cesaro. And he basically baits Jimmy into calling out Cesaro, which he does in the end. And then Cesaro comes out and he accepts the match and that's going to be our main event. But you can see seeds here where Jimmy's starting to get played a lot like Jay was in the early days. And he's coming out, he's trying to prove his point against Roman, but now Roman's just kind of making him do his dirty work and wearing down Cesaro before the big match without Jimmy even knowing it. <laughs> yeah, there's, like you said, there's so much to go on here that there's there's the obvious insecurities of, of Roman. Like, you've seen that. He gets triggered yeah. anytime somebody <laughs> takes the mick out of that tribal chief thing. He says, oh, we can do it. He saw it with Daniel Bryan. He was like, oh, I'm the yeah. tribal chief now. We're one of the universal championship. Great. And he just, he, there's a line you don't cross with him. Yeah, because his he, buttons. <laughs> yeah, he senses if that starts becoming something mockable and the laughing stock, all, all of his power, all of his control will just evaporate with it. So that's like, you do not cross that line and you could see it here again. But like you said, this could all again just be a massive rerun of what we saw with Jay. And they've got so many, they've got so many ways to go with this. They could do that. They could do that like for like, beat for beat. And I think it'd still be compelling because now you've got the added thing of Jay already being on Roman's side and trying to pull his brother in. And the, 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 all three of them are tight enough to do something fresh yeah. with that along the like same line. Jay trying to stop Jimmy from repeating the same mistakes that he does and like pulling him into the family in a much like easier fashion than the yeah. way that Jay, Jay Uso got that would be nice. But, but then equally you've got the other path you can go down where Jimmy goes, I just I just saw what you did. I'm doing that. <laughs> I'm not going down this road again. But like you just said, he's already even if he doesn't want to be and he's not intending to be, he's already going down that route with what he's just put himself forward for tonight. So it's just, yeah, again, it's just tasty storytelling and it feels it feels like it can go, it can go any which way. And that is what I want. That's what I, I love out of my wrestling. So I was, I, was, I was in. I was plugged in very earlier. Absolutely, yeah. It's another one of those things where it's just simple storytelling. Everyone has a role to play and everyone is playing that role really, really well within it. It set up your main event for the show, which ties into the overarching story of like the week to week thing. And there's loads more of this in the main event that we'll get to mm -hmm. later on, obviously. But a really great start to SmackDown again. There's, like you say, this Roman Reigns story just doesn't seem to be able to put a foot wrong at all. Yeah. And there was like a fear very early on with this. As soon as I started realizing that the, the, the predominant storyline here was. The, the family drama I had a worry I was like oh no is is this gonna be Cesaro like put down to the sidelines in his first big feud but 
as the the night later goes on to show, like he gets a few little moments where you're like, okay, no, no, this is still Cesaro's moment. He's still getting his stuff. So it it kind of it it addressed those fears and concerns I had, the little ones very early yeah. on. Uh, again, as well, when we're talking about Cesaro, keeping it short and sweet with his bit of the promo, obviously, I, I think is the best way to go. He has a little promo backstage later on, mm. which we'll also get to, uh, where he gets to be a bit more of his own character. But like this stuff, when you're putting him in the ring with the likes of sort of Roman Reigns, who's just untouchable on the mic at the minute, just so, so good. I think just the shorter and sweeter you keep the Cesaro stuff, like, okay, you want to challenge me? Yeah, fine, we'll do it in the main event. Why not? Let's go. <laughs> Not to go keeping on, it there. A tangent there, but how strange is it to look back from like 2017 where Roman was in that position with Cena? Yeah. Just, Don't let him speak too much because he's <laughs> going to get in trouble. It's going to end badly. Like it's almost like they flipped that now with Cesaro's and like doesn't want to be fed to Ro- Oh, it's just, oh, I love growth. I love growth. It's great, <laughs> isn't it? Absolutely. And then we had our first match of the night and it was going to be Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax taking on Tamina and Natalia for the women's tag team champions the championships and ain't nobody meaner than Tamina officially because they win I at the beginning of this I've got to say as well like they were making such a big deal out of the fact that Tamina had like never won a championship in her like 11 years thing Michael Cole was on commentary talking about how we could make history tonight it could be an amazing night for everyone they had like a tweet up there that was like Bret Hart wishing Natalia good luck it's like could they have done more to give away the ending of this match than they did at the beginning of this I understand hyping it up and saying like it's going to be a great moment and things but you can do that like after the match and not just give away the result completely at the beginning. Or, or you could do it in the weeks leading up to it and make yeah. it a storyline that Tamina's ever won a title and she won't like suddenly you're like, oh, I'm so here for Tamina. This is what I want. Not just yeah. stupid slipping and bloody <laughs> Reginald stuff. And, oh, God. Just nonsense. Nonsense. But, the, but the, at least the match was, it had moments. It had moments. It wasn't bad. It definitely wasn't bad. Um, they got... Um, Reginald out of the way quite early on, which I appreciated. Um, like Natalia and Tamino were in control early on. They did like quite a nice little like catapult um, yeah, from Shayna Baszler, catapulted her, and then like Tamina caught her into a Samoan drop and something. That was quite good. And that's when Reginald jumped up onto the apron to try and get involved and immediately got kicked out. So that was nice and early. We got rid of Reginald. So we knew that at least that wasn't going to interrupt the rest of the match. And then, yeah, Nia Jackson and Tamina were fighting on the outside and she gave her that Samoan drop into the barricade that she did last week as well, which obviously distracts Natalia because she's a wrestler and she can't help but get distracted by things happening on the outside. And that lets Shayna Baszler take control as they go into the commercial uh, and gets the heels on top. And then there's bits throughout where like Nia Jax is like pinning Natalia and Tamina just gets in the ring and just power slams Shayna Baszler onto the both of them. Eventually Tamina gets the hot tag and then uh, Nia Jax is going for a superplex and Natalia kind of stops Shayna Baszler getting involved with it with just by chucking her into a German suplex on the outside. Natalia then goes up, like stops Tamina from getting superplexed by Nia Jax and then Nia Jax retaliates to that by Samoan dropping Natalia. But as she lands for the Samoan drop, from out of nowhere, in comes Tamina with the big splash. One, two, three. It's official. Ain't nobody meaner than Tamina. They are the women's championship their tag team champions and they have a of an opportunity here now to move away from all of this that they've been doing with the women's tag team division uh get some new faces in there let's not go back to a rematch for this let's just get on with breaking up Nia Jax and uh Shayna Baszler get that done nice and quickly uh, rehabilitate Shayna Baszler a little bit into singles competition, get some new faces into the tag team scene and keep those tag team belts well away from the main belts and let's actually get multiple women's storylines on each show going on now. How about that? That would be that, <laughs> that would be something. Make all the sense in the world. That really quickly, I'm, I'm going to highlight the fact that if your Samoan drop does that to you to the point where it literally knocked you out just as much as the person... <laughs> the timing wasn't to, perfect for it. I think... Like I like the I like the idea. I like the like it was it was a good idea. It was just maybe if Tamina had landed a couple of seconds beforehand, so Nia Jax didn't have to kind of lie there kind of awkwardly. Like I can't move now. (laughs) Yeah, you don't want to criticize these things because yes, jumping off the top rope and trying to time it so you don't kill your partner and everything. Yeah, Yeah. I get that. But it was just the the nature. Well, the way she kind of just landed and had her hands next to herself. I was like, yeah, she's prepping here. It's just one of those (laughs) one of those things, but. 
like you said, I, I hope similarly to what happened, it's a very different caliber of it happening, but the way a couple of weeks ago, the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships had this big showcase match and this big moment where the booking up to that point wasn't my cup of tea. And I was a bit like, oh, God, we don't want to go down this stupid cliched route that we've been so many times with just women's feuds. Let's do something new, fresh, get new faces in there and just really make it feel like a belt worth fighting over. Yeah, And they did that in that match. And I'm hoping going forward they can, they can give it a bit more prestige. And I think this, it wasn't an all-time classic match by any means, but the yeah. moment itself felt yeah. special. It felt big. Like the promo afterwards where... Tamina was just like raging with just euphoria. She was just like, I can't believe we've done it. And it was just like, oh, I really, I want you to smash this now and just have a, a couple of, maybe a couple of months holding these belts and just, just go up against new people, go up against the riots. I know we're going to go new people. They've had those matches time and time again, but not with the belts on the line. Like do it against yeah. the riot squad. And, and not with the riot squad as like actual legitimate contenders rather than just, oh, here's the riot squad. They're going to get beat again. <laughs> That's yeah. just what the riot squad do. Why not? We're not using anybody right now in terms of that women's division. I'm trying to think about who else is on that SmackDown division that they could throw together as a team. You've got the riot squad. You've got Carmella's there. She had the Billy Kay stuff that was going on. Now Billy Kay's gone. It's like, yeah. they are really light. Raw, they've got a couple of teams, but every single one of them has just been walked over and ran through for the last couple of months. It's going to take some serious work to properly turn them into credible challenges. We know for yeah. a fact they'll just go on Raw and suddenly Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke will be seen as, well, the next top team. It's like, oh, they're pretty sure they got beaten up. Like, okay, never mind. That's that's the issue. We need to invest some time. Time is the key thing. Give yeah. give time for them. Like this this had a, 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 an ad break in the middle of it, which is, okay, we've got time. They, they, yeah. they let them have... It's more than they've had on the women's division matches on SmackDown for a long time. Exactly. We need more of that. We do need more of that. It shouldn't just be a one-off thing where you've got the belts on the line that you finally think, oh, we'll, we'll give them a couple of minutes. Any match for the next couple of weeks, couple of months, that you'll see a difference. If you just have that time for them to be in the ring and tell stories and forge a relationship with the audience, they'll get over, which is the <laughs> magic words. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you say, as a moment, really, really nice at the end. Like, like Natalia was um, cutting a promo, just saying, like, it's never too late to fight for your dreams. And then Tamina was just, like, really choking over her words, just saying, like, thank you for believing me. Like, thank you to the WWE Universe. Like, it genuinely felt like it mean, meant a lot to her. Uh, and then the pyro was going off. And it was just a really, really nice moment. So hopefully, I think the issue, not just the lack of story entirely in the tag division and the way too much... Reginald and the just uh, diminishing every team you could possibly do by beating them loads on TV and not actually having anyone be a legitimate contender <laughs> for the titles hasn't really helped anything. But the fact that you never know, really knew was Natalia and Tamina supposed to be face team? Were yeah, they, they heels? have to be now, don't they? Like, they have to be now after that moment and it makes sense. But then at the same time, if you were portraying them as a face team originally, that moment probably would have felt a lot more, like it would have been worth a lot more. Um, so I don't know. There's, like we say, there's a lot that needs rehabilitating here, but hopefully now that we can get away from whatever this Shayna Baszler, Nia Jack storyline of the breakup that never, ever came, like eventually we can get away from that and move on to something new and different. And hopefully this is the beginning of that. Give me Baszler with a proper belt. Do it, yeah. you cowards. Yeah. Give me Baszler and Rhea Ripley killing each other again. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah next up we had Kayla Braxton backstage and she was with Paul Heyman and he was just saying like stop with the hypotheticals I don't know if Jimmy's gonna beat Cesaro tonight but I do know that Roman Reigns will beat Cesaro on Sunday and then we had an Apollo Crews and Commander Aziz Nigerian Medal of Honor ceremony <laughs> for some reason yeah that's <laughs> quite yes, for some life. reason uh, but it was fine. Um, there was rousing music in the background as Apollo Crews was making his speech. Commander Aziz was just stood on top of a really tall box. <laughs> For some reason, like the height difference was ludicrous <laughs> between the two of them. Uh, and yeah, Apollo Crews started by putting over Commander Aziz and uh, like praising his bravery and loyalty. Uh, and then he quickly turned it around to how great Apollo Crews is <laughs> in his little... Um, Ode to Commander Aziz. But yeah, eventually he was about to present him with this Nigerian model of honor. But as he was kind of doing that, Biggie appears on the big screen 
had a great line about this being the biggest sham of a ceremony since Macklemore won the best rap album at the Grammys. Uh, and just said, like, don't get too comfortable because you still got to feel my power. And then Sami Zayn comes out and is talking about how uh, oh, it's so like Big E to make a mockery out of everything. If there's one thing I respect, it's a good awards ceremony. And then Apollo Crews is like, how dare you come out here and interrupt this? And Sammy's like, well, I kind of have a boon to pick. Like, if you were really a man of honor, you would have given me a chance to like reclaim my IC title. And then Kerry Owens comes out and he just chases Sammy. Uh, but Apollo Crews and Commander Aziz cut him off. And then a big fight breaks out, obviously. Um, Big E comes out as well. KO ends up like super kicking everyone. Then Sami Zayn runs in for a haluba kick, but he gets stunned by Kevin Owens. And then Big E hits Kevin Owens with the big ending as Apollo Crews and Commander Aziz run away with Big E shouting after them. Um, weird segment, but I guess they needed something to get everyone on board with this. Uh, and then I think the end goal that's coming out of this is like far better than the the journey, I guess. Yeah, this was literally get everyone in the ring to fight, give us the reasons why they want to fight and get them all out again. That was, yeah. it was paint by numbers Fine. stuff, but yeah. it's just, uh, I don't, I get a bit concerned at times because we've just come out of the, the Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens stuff where I was like, oh, this has got the, the potential now to be something where we could maybe have that run just with itself for a couple of months and just tell a, a really cool story about like Sami Zayn still refusing to give up on the conspiracy and Kevin Owens having to resort to even more desperate tactics to retrieve his friend and all this stuff. And I felt like the, we've said this, the Apollo Big East stuff, it's, it's not necessarily that it's ran its course. I just don't feel like I've seen what I wanted to see from it. And it's like, Oh, yeah. how many, how many bed views are going to get until we get what we want. And I think what's, coming which we're going to explain later on what's coming now next week i feel like the fact that it's coming next week explains that something else the the actual big payoff for this is not coming next week and that's it this is it's going to be another filler week where they just didn't want to do a tag match again and they just wanted to make it feel like i don't know that we're heading towards something significant it just it feels like a buying for time thing again and they've just gone we need to keep this up in the air people are going to forget about it but we wouldn't like just just run something meaningful not just have Everyone run down to the ring go, ah, what do you belt? Yeah, stunner, it. bye. It's just, yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit weird. But I mean, we may as well talk about it now while we're talking about it. Um, like later on in the show, Apollo Crews is backstage and he's like really mad and he's talking to Adam Pierce and Sonja Deville and he's like, did you see that? Like, what do you plan to do about this? And Adam Pierce is just saying like, well, I'm going to figure out which one you're going to face next week. And then uh, Apollo Crews is really annoyed, like saying you're going to reward that misbehavior. And Sonya's like, hey, be careful what you say to Adam or he'll make you face all of them like he did Roman at Mania, eh? And then Adam Pearce is like, that's a great idea. That's exactly what I'm going to do. And then Apollo Crews wands off, yeah, very annoyed with the situation. And Adam Pearce turns to Sonya Deville and just says, like, don't undermine me in front of the superstars. So we've got more of the tease up of the breakup of Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville, which I guess just needs to happen now. Like, <laughs> I don't like the fact that Adam Pearce just turns on a dime. He went, that's a great idea to stop undermining me. It's like, <laughs> pick one. <laughs> What's going so on? Weird. Uh, so yeah, we are going to get the Fatal 4-Way match next week on SmackDown for the IC title, which in itself is a fantastic match. Like <laughs> Apollo Crews versus Big E versus Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. Feels like an evolved match from 2010 but it would be absolutely incredible. Um, but yeah, like as a story, I'm not sure where this goes. Like the IC title scene has so much potential mm. to be absolutely amazing with the amount of talent that's in it. The stories for everything is lacking a little bit at the minute. I think it's a little bit disjointed maybe. It doesn't feel like it's got a lot of focus and I don't quite understand why. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's what we say week after week. There's an over-reliance on the fact that these these guys and girls are just going to produce a really good match in the end. So it's just like, ah, oh, we'll get there when we get there. We'll just book the match and you know, yeah. we'll just fill time. And that's, they've just got so much potential just to tell compelling stories. Like this, this Apollo character, just, just like off what he did tonight. Yeah. It was just all a bit of nonsense, but it's still entertaining nonsense. Like yeah, yeah. They've, they've done brilliant work, making all four of those characters meaningful and interesting characters that I want. Like you said, there's a reason we're excited for the actual match itself. You're like, oh, I can't wait to see all these collide and there's all the little stories in between. But it's the outside stuff that's just not being, they're not being given platforms to make it mean more than what it is. We'll probably get to next week and there'll be this other thing where Michael Cole's like, this is the most important match in history. And let me tell you why. And it's like, that could have been done 
last night. Well, like, do you know what I mean? It could have yeah, been yeah. this week where they could have just made it feel like a weighty thing because of this reason, this angle, this this history, like before this even started happening, they've all got this history from the past. It could have just been more. And I feel like we're not, we don't get across the significance of matches anymore. They just put them out there, have a screw you finish, and then just try and book something into the next week. It's just all a bit, nah. I'm feeling very negative about this, even though I am going to enjoy the match, but I just... I know, uh, yeah, that's the thing. Like, it just, you just know that the talent involved, it could have been so much more. And it was still a, a fine segment. It was an entertaining mm. segment, but it just, they're, they're, they're all so bloody good. And this match, mm. if they let it, is going to be so bloody good. Hopefully they give it time. Hopefully because it's on the uh, SmackDown and not going on the pay-per-view, that does mean they'll be able to give it a little bit more time. They, it might, well, it should, like main event the show. It's definitely worthy of a main event of the show. Um, so hopefully they can sort of use next week to, to build up the match in people's estimations and actually let them go at it and have a really great match. But I don't know. I feel like shenanigans is on, on the horizon. Commando Aziz is still going to be at ringside. He's just a medal, Phil. He's going to be wanting yeah, to prove yeah, that he was worth the medal. super proud of himself and ready to go up against anyone for Apollo Crews. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see what the match is going to be like. It has all the potential in the world to be absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, I want to go on record saying I hope it is. Yeah, yeah, hope absolutely. Um, speaking of really good matches, though, Rey Mysterio versus Dolph Ziggler was after this, and this was really, really good fun. Uh, it's, I mean classic WWE-style match of heel versus um, face. Dolph Ziggler was, like, out-wrestling Ray really early on. Uh, but both of them were, like, really, really good in this. Some of the, like, interactions are just so smooth. It's ridiculous. Uh, Ray got, like, a few flurries in, uh, but, like, ended up sort of missing this huge crossbody that he went for. And then, like, Dolph was going for a super click, uh, superplex, uh, but Ray, like, counted out of it. And then there was a few, like, Irish rips and, like, roll through, like, reversal things into, like, a big kick that ended with a two count. And then he kicks Dolph Ziggler down into the 619 position and he goes for it. But Ziggler manages to, like, move out of the ropes, out of the way and into a famous that was just so smooth, that little segment. I just I don't even know how it was just, it was like someone was... I don't know, like written them in that exact motion. And it was just absolutely perfect. It was crazy. Um, got a two count out of that. And then he was going to go for a super kick, but that got counted into another 619 attempt, which got counted into another super kick. And then Ziggler started to get annoyed and he was going to go for a power slam. But as he was like lifting Ray up, he rolls him down into a surprise roll up uh, for the one, two, three, which means both Dominic Mysterio and Ray Mysterio have had wins on shows leading into their big tag match. Both of them have been with surprise roll-ups, though, but it also kind of means that they're going to lose at the pay-per-view because that's just what WWE do, isn't it? It's the whole law of opposite momentum going into a pay-per-view. You can't be standing on top because you're going to lose. Dominic stops Rude from attacking from behind at the end of it as well. Uh, But yeah, really, really, really good match. Like, just a great TV match from Rey Mysterio and Dolph Ziggler. Uh, They work really, really well together. don't I assume it means the Dirty Dogs are going to win at the pay-per-view. I just don't know, again, where they're going with this tag team scene. Yeah, it's like, again, it's another case of just throw them in the ring together. They'll make magic. It's like, yeah. they will. Like, and like you said at the start, oh, it's classic WWE match. It's a classic Dolph Ziggler Mysterio match. Yeah. Like that many over the years, and you just know yeah. they're going to deliver the goods. And it's frustrating at times because you find yourself being like, oh, I want something fresh, I want something new. And then you see this and you go, oh, that's why they're brilliant. They are brilliant <laughs> at what they do still. Rey Mysterio, in, like, we, we, I, think, I think we harken on about Rey Mysterio. Just no, he should not be able to do the things he does. And he's yeah, it's ridiculous. He's like 47 or something. It's frightening. But Dolph Ziggler as well is just the yeah. amount of ridiculous bumps he's taken over his career where he just bumps around like a madman. He shouldn't be as smooth as what he is still. He should he should have missed some form of step. But like you said, that for that famous reversal, I was like, uh, what? What? How do, how do you do these things? And it's like, as individual performers, all four of these men, I am all about. I, I yeah. can't wait to see like what the future holds for Dominic in particular. Like he's just going to get better and better and better. They give him a little yeah. bit more promo time during the show as well, which was nice. Again, just give, give him a few more reps. Got to give him a few reps. I mean, we'll get to my thoughts on that later on. <laughs> yeah, that, that's another thing in itself. But like, you got to give him reps. You got to get him out there. And if they're going to cock things up, they're going to cock things up and whatever. Like, <laughs> but in terms of what uh, what happens next, like. 
It's there for you. Just do the father-son title reign. It's a feel-good moment. You've just seen, we love feel-good moments with tag team title wins. Tamina got hers. Give the Mysterios theirs. It makes sense. But because it makes sense, Phil, (laughs) not going to do it because they think that we like swerves because they keep us more engaged. But sometimes they just make us want to curl up into a ball and cry. I know. It's just, it's so easy to get the win for the Mysterios and have that little title run. It doesn't even need to be a really long title run whatever it's just too easy to have such a feel-good moment and i mean i'll never stop harking on about the fact that if they do do this at wrestlemania backlash why the hell didn't they just do it at wrestlemania uh when there was an actual crowd there uh but then like if the mysterios win you could always i don't know what they're gonna end up doing with jimmy and jay uso down the line but like a heel jimmy and jay uso going up against the mysterios where the usos like finally beat them for the titles like that in itself is absolute money i'd love to see that match because the usos are some of the best at tag team wrestling they are really good at this and a pure heel versus face dynamic there would be fantastic and you know what's coming phil if that happens and the usos win those belts and take them away from ray and dominic and ray gets very annoyed because roman has something to do with it give me roman reigns and ray mysterio yeah for that just one a one-off like we have with the the brotlers the brotlers and stuff where you just had the random one-off thing at the survivor series just give me a one-off with this roman reigns and that baby face ray mysterio i won't even be mad you can ray i'm sorry you're probably gonna get murdered but i just i just need it it's just oh it's so, just yeah, nice, nice things there's a lot we can do here and it, it all like it could be really 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 good i just mm. don't really have faith in their tag team booking at the minute to make it good there's a theme here with our, our smackdown podcast it's like this could be incredible <laughs> they might not do it though <laughs> that's just that's that's how we feel watching these shows there's potential yeah. there it's when they follow through with it so yeah, again, we'll have to wait and see for WrestleMania Backlash. But just the fact that they've won two matches in a row and they're standing tall on the go-home show does not make me feel good about that pay-per-view. <laughs> nope, me neither. But, well, I'm probably not going to be staying up to watch it. So yeah, yeah. I'll deal with that on Monday. <laughs> Next up, we had Cesaro and Mega Morant backstage. And this was just a bit more bit more um, promo time for Cesaro. And it was just really good. It was just, he was really genuine in it. And it was just like him coming across really well. He was just talking about how it means the world for him to compete for the Universal Championship. Like growing up in Switzerland, like loads of people thought he was crazy, thought he couldn't do it. But like every time someone doubted doubted him, like a little voice inside him says like, I think I can. Uh, And that he's not like Roman Reigns. He doesn't walk around like asking people to acknowledge him. He tries to earn it. Um, so Jimmy needs to decide if he wants to be known as Jimmy Uso or as like his brother, just as Roman Reigns' cousin. And as far as backlash goes, I don't think I can. I know I can beat Roman Reigns. Simple promo. Just, yeah, makes you feel for Cesaro. Good stuff. Yeah, it's, the, it's the everyone's, for all the people who have been doubting in their lives promo, which if you are yeah. an authentic human being who comes across and radiates positivity, like the man is, if you see him on Twitter and social media and everything, it's just a... A, a ray of light and just dad jokes and yeah i'm, I'm all <laughs> for mr claudio mr cesaro i'm all about it so hopefully we get more of this and like you said it was just quick re- relying on his strengths which are his authenticity and not just trying to rip into people and be like a yeah. roman type promo he's not that he's just going to explain why he's here what he's going to do and why he's going to do it yeah it works uh, and then we did get Dominic and Ray backstage. Ray was talking about how they're like ready to make some history. And then Rudolph interrupt them. And Dolph Ziggler is talking about how like this kid doesn't belong in this business. And then Rude is like, tonight, daddy got lucky. But at Backlash, we're going to take him out for good. And if I were you, baby Dom, I wouldn't crawl out of your crib on Sunday. And then WWE actually wrote this for Dominic Mysterio to say... And if this goes further than this, I swear to God, I'm going to lose my shit. Uh, but Dom said, you can call me all the names that you want, but come Sunday, you're going to call me Baby Champ. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Baby champ, this is another shorty G. If this is gonna be a baby dumb, baby champ, is that's gonna be his gimmick going forward? I swear to God, I am gonna lose it. Please, right, why? Why would you write this for someone to say? Why do you think this is making him feel good? You got baby, baby champ. champ. And then bring Tommaso Ciampa up and you got baby Ciampa. It's like, bring them together. Have a great partnership. It's just hilarious. It is what it is, man. Like, so WWE. <laughs> I know it's one of the, right, if we don't acknowledge it that much and we just fly by it and go, ah, that was the thing that happened, it won't become a thing. The more yeah. we kind of isolate it and say, this is ridiculous. How do people think that actual human beings speak like this? WWE, WWE will just like, Take this in as, oh, it's heat, it's working. No. This is true. <laughs> look at what happened with Shorty G and then oh. that, how long that went on for. Look at how long bloody Nia Jax's hole went on for. We just need to never talk about these things and they'll just forget about them. <laughs> yeah, hopefully they don't dress him up in a full-on baby gimmick with the, the, the dummy and the diaper. Go like full big show with the baby New Year. Oh, yeah. I wrote an article on that recently and I, I <laughs> got it was a thing. I erased that from my memory. And now it's, I think I manifested it just by writing that article. Baby, baby champ the amount they've made Big Show dress up in things is just sad. No wonder we left. <laughs> exactly. Well, Dominic's got all that to come. He's got, he's got a good 20 years worth of madness. If, if he so chooses. Yeah. So, yeah. Fine with him getting more promo time. Please leave the baby champ stuff alone. Baby champ. Stop. Bianca Belair was next. She was in the ring with Michael Cole. And he was, he was like talking about the situation and she was saying how like when you shine like I shine, you get a lot of hate, but people have been doubting her her whole life and she doesn't listen to that noise. But speaking of doubters, where the hell is Bailey? And then as if by magic appearing on the big screen, there was Bailey laughing her ass off at Bianca Belair. Um, and yeah, Bianca was like, so where are you at? And Bailey's just saying, oh, I'm far, far away from you coming live via satellite. Felt really weird, this. I don't know whether this was a last minute thing, like maybe something happened and Bailey couldn't make it to the arena or something. I don't know. It just felt, I don't know, just felt a little bit off for some reason. No, but yeah, um, Bailey was saying how like, oh, you must be a big idiot if you think I'm going to get in the same ring with you after what happened last week. And then he, Bailey just kind of, keeps on laughing at Bianca Belair and eventually Bianca's like, all right, well, I'm going to have to hurt your little feelings. You're just mad that while you were getting thrown down the ramp by the Bellas, I was winning the women's championship in the main event of WrestleMania. Uh, got Bailey serious, didn't it? And then she said, when I see you walking out there waving your little ponytail with your stupid little sequins, craving all the attention, it's like looking at the mirror at my own past. This fairy tale doesn't end well. And on Sunday, I'm going to make sure it ends for good. Uh, really short segment, I guess. Um, it was fine. It's nothing to write home about. Bianca Belair, as always, just comes across as a very, very likable person in all of these things. Um, Bailey, I, I like the sort of mimicking Bianca Belair, like looking at what Bailey used to be and how far she's come from that. It just, yeah, just as a, as a segment, it just felt a little bit strange. Yeah, it felt a bit, like you said, thrown together, trying to make the best of changing circumstance. Again, we don't we don't know if that was yeah, the case. Yeah. It just it felt like very on the fly. 
Um, it's it's an odd one. I feel like Bailey's new layer to her character. I feel like there's going to be a t-shirt very soon, like similar to. Can you remember all the Joker t-shirts? We just had like ha 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 ha. Yeah, like, oh. yeah. Like we get we're a week or two away from that because Bailey's new thing now is just laughing her ass off at yeah. people. And that's the uh, Vince McMahon's sat there back saying, oh, this is so good. Just get laugh. more laughter. Oh, we hate you, Bailey. This is great. Like, I can just, I can see that, which is fine. Okay. But I like the the little slivers that we got at the end of this where we had Bailey just switch. And I think that's where Bailey's most compelling, where she can just be this, she's, she can be the most entertaining person in the entire company on her day yeah. when she wants to be. Like, all the ding-dong stuff, she's great. But she has that switch. And when she needs to bring it, she can bring it. And it was, I don't think we've seen enough of that in the last couple of months because she has been relegated to more of these comedy segments and just the odd like backstabbing attack, which is like that that's a layer to that part of the character. But we've not had a properly cut a, a, a really serious promo like this for quite some time. And I think she needs more of that because I don't know. I, I feel like she's not losing any credibility because of what she's done. Like yeah. that 300 day reign, all that, that's still firmly in our memories even if it's not in WWE's hence the WrestleMania Bella stuff but she needs more she needs the chance to do this more because there's I think obviously I don't think she's going to win that belt at WrestleMania Backlash so it's a case of oh I don't know what do we do with Bailey on the back of this because I think if she goes back straight into more comedy stints after this little like snippet of oh Bailey's going to be a badass again to just revert back to ding dong hello I'm the butt of the jokes it's a bit like mm, come on yeah, yeah. She, she's shown what she can do. Just get, give her something she can get a tea talk into again. Yeah, absolutely. She needs it, and it's it's another one of the sort of women's division on SmackDown. Like, yeah, I have all the faith in the world that they will absolutely smash it when it comes to the match at WrestleMania Backlash, and it'll be absolutely fantastic. And I hope there's a little seed of like anything you can do, I can do better competition, like friendly competition with Sasha to see who gets the best match out of Bianca. Uh, I can see them doing something like that. Um, so yeah, I, I genuinely think that match is going to be absolutely fantastic. But in terms of the build to it, it's probably been better than Sasha versus Bianca, which yeah. was not great. But this is also it's not setting the world on fire. It's not. And and it really should. You don't. Uh, this is something we say week after week. You don't really get rewarded for investing your time into it weekly. You just get a nice payoff. The big match. You get a nice big promo vid on on the night of WrestleMania Backlash where it'll feel like the biggest feud in all of WWE. And you get a great match and you go, wow, this is it. This is what the women's division is all about. And it'll come to next week and there'll be just another two-minute promo of just yeah. people bickering and not much else. It's Yeah, I don't know. We're, we're in a weird spot with this division right now. It needs some... It needs real focus, like you said. It just needs a, a real kick up the arse as well it's weird yeah i don't know why they can definitely do it obviously the roman reigns stuff is showing that they can do this and like the sasha and bailey stuff from last year like it's 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 doable but it, i just don't get why why they don't trust them i guess mm. they trust them in the big matches but not on tv and i don't understand why especially after what a year bailey had um but yeah, I mean, we've not seen Sasha Banks since she walked out of that backstage interview a while ago, the week after WrestleMania, was it? And mm. so maybe we get Sasha Banks after this and we go to a three-way of Sasha Bailey and Bianca, which again would be absolutely fantastic. I don't see anyone else waiting there in the wings to take on uh, Bianca Belair other That's than a, point. a completely rehabilitated Shayna Baszler, but they've got a way to go before we can get back to that. <laughs> There's that, and then a, a really quick point as well, no Mia Yim this week. Yeah, um, that's true. It was the rumours that she was going to be debuting last week, but things got pushed because of the, the 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 SmackDown throwback that wasn't really a SmackDown throwback, it was an 80s throwback, whatever that was. Yeah. <laughs> she kind of got shuffled out of it, and then it was like, oh, we're going to put it back a week, and we're here, and still nothing. Now, that's a person you could maybe... Maybe not throw straight into the main event because we don't want to see what happened with Carmella again where you just get somebody returning, throwing yeah. fed to the champion and just lose his credibility and falls down the card. But just give her a, a spot. Have have, have a mid-card feud in the women's division. Sorry with Mandy Rose and Sonya <laughs> Deville. What a crazy Great. idea. <laughs> yeah, you've got them there. Just freaking use them. Do a Shayna Baszler and Mia Yim or something. Just... just Tell some more stories because we're just doing circles with the men's side of things. Like we're just rerunning stuff. And as we'll go on to probably straight after this, there's another weird feud that's just started. And I'm a bit like, oh, I probably would have preferred a debut. <laughs> to be fair. Yeah. 
No, we might as well talk about it because next up it was Corbin versus Shinsuke Nakamura in a King versus King Battle of the Crowns match, I guess. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura was like in a little interview before the match saying, like, uh, well, I didn't even know what he said. He said something, you're the king of something and I'm the king of strong style and like our kingdoms are going to crash and only one will survive mine. Um, and then Corbin was talking about like how I can beat you wearing a $40,000 watch or wearing a custom suit or just wearing whatever I'm wearing now. Like last week you got a taste, but tonight you get the full feast, blah, 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 blah. And then they had a fun little match. Don't get me wrong. Like Nakamura had loads and loads of kicks. Corbin had loads and loads of punches and they just kind of took turns beating each other up. Um, Corbin had a great little thing where he like wrapped his arm and then was just hitting him with uh, elbows on the mat, which I really liked. And then yeah, a bunch more Nakamura kicks. And then Nakamura does his big roll up into an arm bar, but as he's going for the arm bar, he can't quite lock it in. Corbin powers him up like he's going to power bomb him, but then he kind of just drops him down and puts all his weight on top of him for a bit of a surprise roll up victory, which I guess the second of the night, which never really helps things. And then straight afterwards, Baron Corbin put on his crown and then he got kinshasa and Shinsuke Nakamura made a very big deal of putting on his crown. And Pat McAfee made an even bigger deal about how upset he was about him wearing another man's crown. Uh, the only thing that this can lead to that will redeem any of it is uh, King of the Ring, personally. Yeah, yeah it has to. Right, we're at that point now. The, the King Corbin character has ran its course. Yes. We thought it was over about a month ago. But no, it's still here. And... Would I want to see a, a King Nakamura if that happens? I wouldn't be against it. He's yeah. done it in uh, Japan. It worked there. I wouldn't be, I'd be against that. I mean, there's loads. I mean, if you start a King of the Ring tournament on SmackDown now, I mean, I, I mean I'm pitching it to be on SmackDown because I love yeah. King of the Ring. I, like straight up, a good tournament in wrestling. I think it's absolutely fantastic. It's really, really easy TV. You've got loads of stuff built in and you can build feuds coming out of it, build feuds going into it. And... It's yeah, it puts matches that you might not normally see together. I really love tournaments, love it. Yeah. Um, so if we can get a good King of the Ring out of it, I'd be well up for it. Get Baron Corbin away from the King gimmick. It felt like they had such an easy way out of the King gimmick a while ago when he started doing his new like $40,000 watch gimmick. Yeah, and I don't understand why they kept the King bit around. It was just a really easy, natural progression out of it. Uh, yeah, but his little straw fedora thing, whatever it was. Yeah. Just, I think he's too similar to Cool Kyle now. He's yeah. like the, the antithesis of Cool Kyle. It's, it's, um, I'm up for that as well. I'm, I'm all with you. I love, I love tournaments and the King of the Ring tournament in itself is normally great. Yeah. Like, and yeah. we had that, the, the last one was great up until the end. And then yeah. I just don't like that whoever wins now, WWE has that. to be a king. Yeah, they, they, that, they just think that's stupid. It's like, well, he won the King of the Ring, he has to be the King. Like, because people aren't just going to accept that he's the King of the Ring. It's yeah. like, can you just have a title shot at the end of it? Just yeah, have, that's have a really loads good, more sense. That's what, it, well, that's what it used to be. It was like, yeah. I remember when Brock won it and Edge won it, all these people, it's like, oh, it just, it's Stone just... Cold. Yeah, Stone Cold. Yeah, Stone Oh, we can go back, do you know what I mean? Like, there's, yeah. that's when it was just like, yes, you stand there with the, the scepter and the crown on the night, and <laughs> there he is, there's visual. Yeah, I won, and yeah. Done. <laughs> yeah, and it's a platform then to to to. Bloody King like, Booker, you ruined it for everyone. Yes, to be fair, he did. <laughs> he was, was too entertaining with it, and then everyone had to be a king. <laughs> yeah, it's literally no, it is. It's literally that. He was. Yeah, he just he spoiled it for everyone. But it's one of those things now where it could rehabilitate rehabilitate somebody like Nakamura if it's used in a way where it's not this thing where he's walking around like I'm King Nakamura nothing like yeah. that if it's just like this gets me a title shot and gets me back into being considered as a main event level talent boom yeah can showcase give him every single week smashing people on on en route to being the winner or anyone on that Smackdown roster that just is is due a run at the top just get them, just have it be a showcase thing not something where they just have an awful gimmick for the next year and a half and we all just claw our eyes out i mean we're saying it might be leading to a king of the ring it might just be that wwe finally figured out that shinsuke is the king of strong style and baron corbin's king corbin and they're like that's funny and that's yeah. it that, that could be the depth of this <laughs> yeah this could just be it could be the equivalent of when they had the ic title and people just get nicking it and it's in yeah, 24 7 be, you nicked stuff. my crown we're gonna fight now <laughs> yeah oh. Come on, come on, hope, 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 hope for the King of the Ring. <laughs> indeed. We also had a really weird bit of Shinsuke Nakamura kind of backstage, kind of really weirdly, like rubbing the crown while looking in the mirror. I don't quite know what they were trying to get across there, but it was fine. 
yeah, it's just yeah, it's just veer towards a tournament, less towards <laughs> stupid programs which could have been filled by debuts and other women's programming. Alistair Black was back on TV uh, now after he got bumped from SmackDown last week because of time constraints, because of all of those old clips of Triple H that they had to show. Um, and he, he, I don't know, one of his um, stories, this one was called The Lesson. He was talking about how, like, father taught me that I'm a cruel man because you have deemed me so. I was cut from steel while you were made from dirt. I was chosen. I saw greatness and I chose it. And you just chose mediocrity. It's easier to take a seat and watch life happen than it is to stand up and fight through it. I could help you. I could teach you this lesson, but I won't. You're not a participant. You're a spectator. Uh, I'm Fine with this Alistair Black stuff. It's really entertaining stuff. I'm interested to see how they debut this onto a like in-ring thing and how they make a change there, though. Yeah, that's it's one of those where I'm really enjoying the actual segments in themselves in like isolation. Like the like we said, we've said for the last couple of weeks, they're just really unique and like nothing yeah. we've seen before. Like the animation's fantastic and his deliveries. It's so nice hearing his delivery and not have every single word enunciated. <laughs> like, it's great because you feel like it's he's more in touch with the character and not just being forced to do stupid things that make Vince McMahon laugh. So I, I like that. I really do like that. I'm so intrigued what we're going to get, like, entrance-wise from him because that's such... The theatricality yeah. of the Alistair Black character is so important for me. I think that's one of the things that made him so compelling in NXT. I don't think they're going to go obviously back for the coffin thing now. I think that's kind of done. Yeah. Because it's such a, you tie that into that character that didn't necessarily hit home when it was first introduced on the main roster. But I think if they trust him and they give him a bit of leeway to do whatever he wants, I think it could, it could just be something brilliant where he just, I don't know, he, he steps out of a book. <laughs> just, just something, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Where it's just a bit out there. It could like, be oh. something brilliant, like he steps out of a book. Yep, that's me. You should write for WWE. That's about I, what they're looking for. That's it, man. I, I, yeah, we, we don't do metaphors in this house. We do literal things. Step <laughs> <laughs> out of the book. I don't know. Something something cool. you got that Thunderdome there where they, they, they can pretty much make it seem or feel like anything they want. Yeah. Having walked through fire. I don't know. Just something cool. Uh, next up, it was Jimmy Uso backstage with Kayla Braxton. And he was talking about how, like, when he was sat at home, like he thought his first match back would be alongside his brother, Jay. But um, but it's it's not going to be. It wasn't, it, that, this wasn't his plan. Uh, they were the hottest tag team that the WWE Universe has ever seen. And now with Roman Reigns over there, he's just playing us. He was sat at home just watching Jay do all the work, helping out Roman Reigns. And Roman said it himself, like he doesn't need Jay to have success. Well, Jay doesn't need him either. I don't know if Jay knows that, but I do. And me and my brother will be cool as long as Roman Reigns just stays the hell out of it. And what's better than WWE tag champs and Roman being the universal champ, eh? And then he went out for his match. Good promo from Jimmy Uso. Again, just feeds into this storyline. It's, yeah, all good stuff. Yeah, just yeah, nothing really to report other than cool set up for the match. What's yep. what family drama is about to unfold? Indeed, and then it was Jimmy Uso versus Cesaro, and it was really really good. Obviously, it's a Cesaro match. Uh, early on, Jimmy uh, still got his like heelish tendencies. He kind of was feigning an injury to his leg, uh, but then as Cesaro like came in, worried, he got super kicked in the face, and then Simone drops for Jimmy Uso to take control, and then. It was just really good back and forth action. Cesaro, his deadlift suplex is just utterly ridiculous. And he seemed to take his time lifting on this one more than he normally does. Like it looks like an effort to get Jimmy Uso, but just the core strength of just holding him there and really slowly tipping him over the top of the superplex is insane. Um, and then Jey Uso hits a dive uh, to the outside to go into commercial. But then when we come back, we just see Cesaro going absolutely mental with punches and uppercuts. Uh, he hits a huge uppercut onto Jey Uso right in the chin when Jey Uso is like on the top rope, just absolutely smashes him with it. And then, yeah, eventually he hits a superplex to him and then Jimmy rolls out to the outside. Uh, Cesaro hits a cannonball off the apron to the outside and then an uppercut on the barricade and he rolls Jimmy back in just as he's got all the momentum in the world and then from behind him comes Roman Reigns and he attacks from behind for the DQ uh, which I guess makes sense within the storyline and within this 
position and would be absolutely fine if they didn't just do it a little bit too much. <laughs> the law of um, diminishing returns bites its ugly head once again. Uh, uh, but it all makes sense within this storyline. And then you get a bit afterwards of Jimmy just going mouth enough to Roman Reigns just saying like, what the hell are you doing? Like you had to make it about you, didn't you? Like I had him. And then Roman just goes off on one talking about how, what you think this is about you. You think anyone cares about an exhibition match? Like nobody cares about these stupid little matches. It's all about the big money matches. That's how I keep our family on top. And Jimmy's like, it's always about you. It's not here. It's about family. And they have a big argument on the side. But as they're arguing, Cesaro goes after Jey Uso in the ring. And then Roman Reigns runs in to save Jey Uso for, I think, possibly the first time ever, which is interesting that it happens here when Jimmy's here as well. Runs in, hits the Superman punch onto Cesaro. Uh, and then he screams at Jimmy, just saying, like, get your ass in here to help. Uh, but as he does that, Cesaro turns around, starts uppercutting um, Roman Reigns. He goes to hit the neutralizer on Reigns, but Jey Uso comes in and attacks to save Roman Reigns once again. And then eventually Cesaro gets the upper hand on Jey too. And as Jimmy goes in to save Jey, he wasn't going to save Roman, but he'll go in to save Jey. Uh, he gets up to the apron, but he gets super kicked off the apron by Cesaro. As all this is happening, Roman Reigns rolls out and runs off up the ramp. Cesaro hits the neutralizer on Jay while he's just screaming at Roman Reigns, just saying, do something. It's like, this is your cousin. And then he hits him with another neutralizer again. And Roman Reigns just does absolutely nothing, running up the ramp as uh, Jimmy Uso is laid out on the side of the on the outside of the ring, and Jay Uso is getting destroyed by Cesaro. This was really good. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those where uh, what could just be a random brawl of just too many bodies in the ring and just, oh, I can't keep them, like track of what's going on, where it's going on. Every single beat made sense and added something yeah. new to the narrative. Like the, the Roman interference, it was, it was it was like the actual match itself was a trap for Cesario just to get him there, to get him occupied. And then he could take advantage and get his moment to weaken the man just for the pay-per-view. And Jimmy's frustration of just, this was my moment. So my first match back and it's still about you. And then <laughs> just... Number one, Roman mocking this match and saying it's something that nobody cares about and nobody will ever give a toss about. I was just, as, as a viewer, I was like, oh, great, glad I invested. Glad I invested. <laughs> so making me feel great. But then, like, great, that's part of his character, I get that. But then just yeah. the, the visual of those two bickering as Jay's getting waylaid on. It was just, I'd look, like, I know it's awful, they're probably just sadistic, but just I would have loved it if that would have just carried on like some kind of sket like oh look there look what you done now Jay's getting beat up oh is he is that my fault I just had them two, <laughs> like two minutes and so I was like guys come on <laughs> just one of you come in and fight me like, that would have been funny it would not have probably lent itself to the story but it would have been very funny but then yeah Roman coming in but like you said first time properly to to defend Jay like yeah. it's telling that the only time he's done that if that is the case I think it is yeah like you said like the first time it's properly happened on television it, it's telling that it's taken Jimmy being there and like the stakes being Jimmy will yeah, probably it's, think, oh, it's like he's him. only doing it to one up Jimmy. Like yeah. he's doing it because Jimmy isn't like he's doing it before Jimmy can to prove yeah. to a point. And it's like, oh, it's he's, he's, a, he's, he's my bitch, but I'll look after him before you do. Yeah. That, it's such that, a, a bit strange, man. selfish way of saving someone, which just works yeah. into the Roman Reigns character so well. And it's just a, a nuance that you don't get very often in WWE. <laughs> it really is. And like Jimmy then finally going, oh, well, my brother's getting battered. I've got to do something. Like, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll. Very much still defining himself as a heel, technically, in this yeah. whole thing, because they, they're attacking the, the baby face. But then within the heel faction, he's the baby face. It's so... I love the gray area this like yes. Jimmy's operating in right now and like Jay as well. Roman's just an absolute dick through and through, which is great. It's just oh, it's another tale of this SmackDown of being bookended by just brilliant nuanced stuff where you're just like, oh, there's so much I just want to see unfold now. But then like just throughout it, there's just a few like meh, kind of messy moments. Seth Rollins wasn't on this SmackDown at all after yeah. being heavily involved in the stuff with his, uh, Cesaro last week. Does that mean He's going to suddenly pop up out of nowhere on the pay-per-view and cost Cesaro his match. And we're going to get another rerun of that maybe going forward. I'm just, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's a weird one. I I, I still don't feel like Cesaro has been properly sidetracked and put on like the periphery yeah. in this view, which is quite nice. Like, I feel like he's, he's still 
He had his moment at the end of it. He, he held the ring. He held the ring and Roman was backing away. That's a, that's a good visual to have for the casual fan going, oh, who's this guy? He's, he's making Roman Reigns back yeah. up. That's a, and even like in Roman Reigns' promo at the beginning, like he still made sure to put over Cesaro as an in-ring guy. Like he said, like, yeah, he might be the best wrestler in the world, but like I'm so much more than that. So it's like he's yeah. putting over Cesaro, but then explaining why he's so much better than him at the same time. Uh, and yeah, like you said, just the visual of Cesaro standing tall, just unbeatable at the end of the show leads you into the fact that he's definitely not going to win it. <laughs> Backlash. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think he's going to get pulverised though, which is quite nice. No, I think, I think he'll a... have a really good show in and I don't think Cesaro will allow the match to be bad because this is his first ever Universal title match. It is his first possible first time main event in the pay-per-view, at least in a singles match probably. He's got a main event, like you said, that's got to go on last. This, yeah. This match has to. So has there's to. no way Cesaro lets this match be bad. There's loads of story to come out of this with the Jimmy and Jey Uso stuff. Uh, and yeah, like I said at the beginning, just the, the different ways that this story could go and that they're not answering any questions and the layers in there of the Jimmy and Jay and the the differences in their characters and which one is Jimmy going to get turned by Roman or is Jimmy going to turn Jay and you just don't know which way they're going with it. it just makes you really want to keep watching and tune in next week yeah it couldn't have come at a better time the Jimmy return because I feel like WWE just historically have been willing to let's say take chances on feuds more yeah. in the wake of WrestleMania because they kind of see it as the the, the cool down period you could say where they're not, they're not trying to capitalize on the hype of something and go, oh, let's just push all the, the people that we want to see at the top of the cards at the top of the card because WrestleMania is coming. It's more like, okay, let's give this space to breathe because it's just kind of a free hit period. Like yeah. I saw that with the, the J stuff last year, like when it's like after SummerSlam kind of, it's just, yeah, this this bit on the calendar, we've got like a six month period now on the calendar where it's just a bit like, mm, it could go really well that they don't really care or it could go really badly. We could go Braun Strowman, Bray Wyatt, Swamp Stupidity or yeah. Jey Uso, Roman Reigns, just captivating narrative. Like, where, where, where are we going to go with this? We've got to think as well, like, what's coming up? Money in the Bank is coming up. And if they somehow get that involved in this storyline, that could be a really interesting way to go about it. Ooh. So, like, if Jimmy and Jay hasn't seen eye to eye and Jimmy doesn't join them, if, like, Jimmy enters the, the Money in the Bank match and then Roman, like, forces Jay to enter the Money in the Bank match to counteract that, and then if either of them won it, like, could you imagine if Jay chucks Jimmy off the ladder at the end of it and then Jay wins it, in, in theory, to protect Roman, but then he's got this chance. Like, that's there's so many things that you can add into this that just keeps it fresh and keeps it hot. And it's just, it's really, really uh, just impressive that they've kept this going for so long. And it's still the main event of every show. It's still the biggest storyline and it's still disinteresting and makes you want to see more of it. And it's been going almost... Almost a year it'll be yeah. soon. The one thing I don't want to see out of it, and I'm just going to throw it out there to hope that because I've thrown it out there, it won't happen. I don't want a brother versus brother thing for, for an extended spell. A one-off with this type of a thing and Roman's yeah. there just this twiddling his moustache like, yes, I've done it. <laughs> one-off thing, fine. Don't make it a, a long-standing feud thing between two brothers because it just doesn't ever really work out. You get the one-offs like Bret Hart versus Owen Hart. And then yeah. for the rest of it, it's just a bit like, no, we want to see the brothers having conflict. But yeah, it's weird how that stuff. never really works out somehow. Like Jeff, Jeff Hardy versus Matt Hardy was never the match that you ever think it's going to be. Like you just assume that they've got that much chemistry in the ring as a tag team. That they must be amazing when they break up as a singles match. And it never, don't know, it definitely doesn't often work out. Like you say, the hearts, the Owen and Brett one is one that sort of stands out to mind, but I can't think of very many others where they've done it and it's actually worked. It's just, I think there's, there's more stories to tell with them together than apart right now. Yeah. I think this is the extent of the story we can tell with them apart. Like the fact that it's this just yeah. hard to hard to figure out story right now. For and me. you as can't you, keep that going forever. Yeah, as soon as you kind of go, no, Jimmy's against Jay. It's like, uh, I, I can see where we're going now. I don't really care as much. Yeah. So. Have, have a little squabble, a little fallout maybe on a random episode of SmackDown when they finally do have the one-on-one -on -one thing and then that just leads to the next part of the thing where they're either they split and they go the separate paths for a bit and then they come back together and join forces and save each other or they join forces straight away and Roman's just got the most badass faction in all of wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and like I said at the beginning with Roman, kind of 
making Jimmy play into his own hands. It all played out. Like he, he baited Jimmy into calling out Cesaro. And then what did Roman want? He didn't want to see that match. He didn't want that match at all. He just wanted it as a chance to weaken Cesaro before the main event. He doesn't even care about Jimmy versus Cesaro. He does not give, <laughs> give a damn. He just wanted that match to happen so he could get to Cesaro before the pay-per-view. And it's all just playing into his big masterminded plan as much as Jimmy might not think it does. Yeah, there's a lot, pieces, a lot of pieces on this table coming into WrestleMania backlash. And it's, I think the SmackDown side of things, again, looks very promising. Yes. I just hope we get more time for story going forward. I, don't, I think yeah. this pay-per-view's come at a stupid time as always, where it's just like, try and do everything together for WrestleMania backlash. Just, I don't know when the next pay-per-view is after this, Money in the Bank. Is that another month? I assume so. I don't know what yeah. the date is now. One of them, just just take the four weeks to tell good stories. Don't just rush yeah. and and do it throughout the card. That's the biggest thing with SmackDown at the minute. Is just put this, maybe not to the, the same degree of time or effort as the Roman Reigns story into everything else, but give them at least the same amount of effort put into their storylines and to mm. the reasons as to why they're fighting. Because it's a very much and becoming more so maybe SmackDown a bookend of the opening will be great, the closing will be great stuff in between gonna be hit and miss generally yeah. in ring perfect all good uh there's not a lot to complain about as an in-ring product but the storylines as to how they get to those in-ring products are sometimes just a little bit off we need more attention onto the women's division give them way better storylines they can they deserve so much more than they're getting at the minute Tag team division, obviously, we, you can say that about WWE for years and years and years and years and years. The tag team scene needs a bit more time and a bit more effort put into it. And the IC title scene just needs a bit more focus. I think it's it's there. It can definitely be done, but just a little bit more focus on it. Uh, and yeah, a little bit more direction. And it will... kind of see what SmackDown are doing. They're, they're, they're hooking us early and they're sending us on happy. Yeah. So it's a, it's a weird thing of like, I go into the show and I'm like, yeah, so oh, oh, we started strong. This is great. And then I come out of it going, that was such a cool thing. And you just sort of forget, forget whatever's... Forget that a little bit. Salty <laughs> agrees. agrees. He, yeah, fully <laughs> agrees. You know, I'm, I don't know. We've got similar takes. I, I have similar <laughs> takes to a dog. That, that's... <laughs> yeah, I know, Salty. Don't worry about it. Just salty. wants to salty. Zaro win the belt. Salty, come here. <laughs> Well, on that note, I think he wants us to wrap up the podcast. Yeah, that's it. Uh, so, yeah, that was the that Review podcast. Just killed Salty. Uh, that's what that was. <laughs> um, so, yeah, thank you very much for joining us. If you want, you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at FillMyChambers, and you can follow Gareth. At GMorgan04. You can follow all of us at What Culture WWE. Uh, join us on YouTube on Sunday night for the WrestleMania Backlash live stream. Salty won't be there, unfortunately, but it will be Adam Wilborn and Ben Roy uh, coming onto the streams. And yeah, there'll be a podcast and stuff afterwards. And then join us again next week for the SmackDown review and the Saturday news and things. Uh, all good stuff. So yeah, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever it is that you get your podcast from. And leave us a five-star review while you're there to put a smile on Adam Wilborn's face. But most importantly, have yourselves a bloody good day. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.